Welcome to another inspiring message recorded at Thrive Church, a church passionate about moving people towards Jesus. Hey everybody, welcome to church. Hey kids. Hey. Welcome to church <laughs> to you too. It is good to be together even online, isn't it? Yeah, and speaking of online, this week marks one year since lockdown took Sheesh. effect. Sheesh. And Thrive Online <laughs> was birthed. Can you actually believe one it? One year. Unbelievable. Pretty much overnight, Thrive went online. And this week marks our one year anniversary since our first online service. It's been a year. It's been an incredible year, but time has flown. So today we thought we'd have a conversation about what this year has taught us. Mm. Has taught us as a married couple, as parents, and as lead pastors. And I suspect you will see yourself in us too as we have our conversation. And so we'll have a look at what it's taught us as a Thrive community of followers of Jesus. And also what it's taught us as we continue to learn what we can do to be with him, Jesus, that is, become like him and do what he did. So good. And as we continue our series called Soul, we take a look and have a conversation about what this year has taught us at our deepest level, Mm. in our souls. Obviously, for pretty much most of us, the year has been hugely challenging, but it's also been a year that's taught us so, so Mm, much. It really has. And I think in seasons like this, we can either allow these lessons to make us bitter or to make us better. Mm. But we get to decide. Yeah, it's very good. Bitter or better. And there have been so many lessons. So Kent, maybe just to start off, for you, what have been some of the big lessons from the last year as you look back? I think the biggest lesson for me is that lockdown, COVID, all of 2020 has taught us that control is an absolute illusion. We don't have nearly the amount of control we thought that we did. And for those of us who like to plan, which is me, a lot, uh, we, we found this year nightmarish. There were moments that we just had no control. Yeah. And for people who with, have OCD, last year was completely shocking. <laughs> as a mom, it was almost impossible to plan around schooling. And as a leader and as a pastor, it was almost impossible to plan anything yeah. long term. I would write up the calendar, I would rub out the calendar, I would write up the calendar, I would write out, uh, rub out the calendar, and eventually I just threw the calendar out the window. <laughs> I think many people did, <laughs> to be honest. It's enough to drive you crazy, isn't it? And so I think what it did, as I reflect on it, is that it really brought home to me that planning is good, but worrying is bad. Mm. And truthfully, some of our planning is actually just worrying in disguise. Some of our desires for control are actually birthed out of worrying Mm, and control is just worry in disguise. For me, it was learning to live with Matthew 6. Mm. That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns For your heavenly father feeds them and aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? 
And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for the wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? And I learned through the hardest moments, the moments that make you want to weep with frustration, that it's actually good for our souls to learn to yeah. relinquish some of our control and to have a lot more faith. And if you're a control freak, it's actually good for us to hold on to faith and to let go a little bit. And in that, the big lesson was not to give up on planning, but to stay flexible, stay open-handed, and to live mm. one day at a time. Mm. Thanks, Katz. You know, speaking of living one day at a time, Pastor Trevor Hudson's book, Seeking Serenity, it really, really helped me to do Such that. Such a brilliant book. Uh, just to take one day at a time, you know. I think it was so vital to be able to do that. It is still vital to be able to do that. And back to that control thing, Kenz, the prayer that uh, his book centers around is called the Serenity Prayer. It goes like this. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and then the wisdom to know the difference. So last year, my serenity prayer went something a little like this. God, grant me the serenity to accept that church is closed yes. for like nine months. <laughs> nine <laughs> months. Three months this year. <laughs> the courage and the skill to lead and pastor in online spaces yeah. now. And the wisdom to know how to make the most of this different mm -hmm. type of church that we now sit with. That was my prayer for much of the year last year, and I guess it still is. So, Bas. How did you do this past year? How, how are you actually doing now? How is your soul? Yeah, so when I think people ask me that as a church leader, uh, people ask me that quite often actually, like, how are you? So I think on the one hand, you know, the pastor in me is taking huge strain with the challenges, the sheer weight and the, the amount of challenges that people are going through, what they're facing. Um, and with the amount of challenging stories that we're hearing about constantly, literally on a daily basis and being asked to pray for, and speak into. I also think that the pastor in me is taking strain with the fact that it, we haven't been able to see people, we haven't been able to have touch with people, we haven't been able to get to hospitals and visit those who've needed hospital visitation. So I think the pastor in me taking a lot of strain that you can't pastor people the way you want to. In a season of high challenges, the challenges have spiked, the pastoral care or the ability to touch people and be with people physically has plummeted. Yeah. That's been a very difficult tension. Yeah, even to just the laying your hands on someone and praying, yeah, you don't absolutely. have that capacity yeah. to do that. Yeah, we just we took it so for granted in the past. Yeah. So that's the pastor side of me. On the other hand, the leader side of me was was and is very much energized by the challenge of finding creative new ways and spaces and helping people move towards Jesus in a whole new space now. You know, yeah. so that's the leader side of me energized because I think here's the thing. God wasn't surprised by COVID yeah. and more than ever, Jesus still wants his mission at Thrive to move forward more than ever and probably faster than ever. Yeah, you know, challenging times, the church needs to stand up, not, not withdraw. And it's not like God said to us, well, you know, guys, COVID's here. All of you church leaders all around the country, you guys just chill. Yes. Um, church is on pause for the next year. In fact, the opposite, I felt, I think we did, we felt the urgency to expand the mission. The purpose of our church, our fundamental reason for being, 
It exists. You know, we want to help people move towards Jesus. It exists now even stronger than before. So the pastor side of me took huge strength. The leader side of me felt this increased burden and this urgency towards the mission. And so as Thrive Online opened up new ways and spaces to reach people, uh, we embraced it. We ran with it. And it's been quite a ride, hasn't yeah, it? <laughs> it really has. So speaking about that ride, Kansas, speaking about online and Thrive Online, talk to us a little bit about Thrive Online. Tell us how it's been for you. Well, it's been church for us while we haven't been able to gather. It's not the same as being in the room, in an atmosphere of faith and worship. But it's been an incredible way for us to continue to teach mm. and to love and to pastor and connect with our people at Thrive. Yeah, so it's also a way to influence and reach people who may be exploring faith, asking questions about Jesus, or looking for a church community. For people like that, it's a brilliant way for them to connect with us before actually coming to the mm. building for the first time. It's also been an incredible space for people who live far away to connect to Thrive. And actually, we've seen so yeah, much of that. So much we're, ha we're having people watch from all over the globe at the Absolutely. moment, which is incredible. But for those of you who are part of the Thrive family, who are healthy and who live in Johannesburg, there is just no substitute for being together in a room, in the physical, with the presence of God and an atmosphere yeah. of faith. So good. Yeah, and I think that is one of the things you touched on it now that needs to be spoken about. I think it has been really easy for Christ followers this last year to sit at home, maybe in your jammies, watch a service, <laughs> and, then, and then that's it, you know. And as great as online is, and as much as it enables us to reach people, it's no substitute for being in a room yeah. with the presence of God and an atmosphere of worship. It is also not the fullest expression of church. You know, church, you get to connect with people, you get to care for them, you get to serve them, you get to use your gifts. Listen, it's very hard to use your gift of hospitality, for example, or your gift of service while you're sitting at home in your PJs with a cup of coffee. It's just not the fullest expression of church, is it? There's, there's a content element to it. You're getting some content, but it's not what Jesus had in mind for his church, which is why when we look at the early church, Luke writes a stunning, stunning description of what the local church is called to be. He writes it in Acts chapter 2, a couple of verses. It says in verse 42 onwards, all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. So they devoted themselves to all these things. Then a deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders and all the believers then they met together in one place and they shared everything they had they even sold their property and possessions they sold their cars they sold their mercs they sold their bms they sold their house at the fall they sold their say that, by the way. <laughs> they sold their jet skis their motorbikes and they shared it with the with the car guards who were in need imagine that eh? wow. they worshiped together at the temple each day met in homes for the lord's supper and shared their meals with great joy and generosity all the while praising god and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And then the Lord added daily to their fellowship, those who have been saved. It's beautiful. So when I read that passage, when you read that passage, it's impossible not to see how much of the church involved being together. Mm, community. The, check it out. They got together in fellowship to hang out. Then they got together to eat together. Then they met together in one place. So that they could share everything. That was another type of togetherness. Then they worshipped in church together. Then they went to each other's homes together. And then they did it all over again. So church at home is great for receiving the word, listening to the message. 
But it's not being the church really, Cairns, is it? No, not, not in any way, shape or form. Yeah. Uh, you know, each Sunday at home, I feel completely homesick for the gathered church. Genuinely homesick for the atmosphere and the presence of God mm. where we gather together and worship. Homesick for the gathering of God's people. It's been an area where I really had to encourage myself in my soul week in and week out. Yeah. So how have you done that? You know, I think the question is important because many people sitting at home watching now will have been um, struggling. You know, you've been struggling with homesickness from church, but they would have had their own particular struggle in their soul. So my question is, what's helped you encourage your soul? Well, I think firstly, just being honest with God. King David was struggling, just like so many of us are. And in Psalm 43, this is what he says, and this is what he writes in verse 5. Why, my soul, are you so downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. And honestly, I just love how honest David yeah, was. So honest. And so I've just been getting honest with God. So why don't we just get honest with him? Just say to God, uh, I'm so upset in this area. I'm so stuck. I'm so frustrated. I'm so you know, disappointed. I'm so disillusioned. Very good. I'm in such a difficult space. My soul is so downcast. Yeah, very good. Because when we do that, we invite God into those spaces. We are not keeping rooms in the home of our heart out of bounds to Him. Yeah, very good. As Pastor Jonathan Fontana Rossa calls them, we don't have any no-go zones. Instead, when we bring our struggle to Him, when we are honest about it, when we are opening the doors of our rooms to Him, He can then walk in to those spaces and be present in them. Mm. For many people watching today, it may be really helpful for you to know that we are complete opposites mm. in every way. While I'm lamenting and grieving the loss of the season, Pastor Byron is all fired up and pumped about all the new opportunities. He's like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And it's so super frustrating for me. <laughs> can be hard at times. Eh? Yeah. I think deep down. While I've processed all the loss and all the lack of control and all the homesickness, watching you made me realize how vitally important the skill of pivoting in our new world is. Mm. Talk to us about pivoting a bit, Vice. Cool. Well, before I do, there's this awesome scene from the sitcom Friends. Going back into the 90s, if you're old enough to know about Friends, you're, you're old. Uh, have a look at this clip and then I'll talk to you about it afterwards. Here we go, pivot! 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 Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Yep, so the phrase around our office and around our home of the last year has been pivot! And I would say, shut up! <laughs> shut up, shut up, shut up! Stop pivoting. But the ability to pivot, you know, it's that ability to change direction the last moment. It's been something that all of us have had to do, haven't we? I mean, no matter where you find yourself, you've been pivoting in the last year. You know, for, for us, for example, the AOG Group Conference was scheduled to take place uh, in March last year, literally the week that we got locked down. We'll pass it on a minute to pivot yeah. and turn that into an online conference. Uh, Shortly after that, Pastor Donovan got news of his cancer 
and that meant that he had to pivot and move the AOG group transition forward. So in a COVID year, I've had to pivot personally like never before. And not only did we have to move our church online, but I had to take over the leadership reins of our group all in the midst of lockdown while people are having emotional meltdowns. So yes, pivoting. Uh, I think it boils down to what we see. Mm. I think pivoting boils down to what we see. So good. So what I mean by that is in Jeremiah 24 verse 3, God asks Jeremiah to tell him what he sees. The Lord asked me, what do you see, Jeremiah? Figs are answered. The good ones are very good, but the bad ones are so bad they can't be eaten. I think it boils down to what we see. I think the ability to see both the good figs mm. and the bad figs. And you have to train yourself to see both. So good. Some people only ever see the bad figs. And so it's the active decision to decide what to focus on. Which figs am I going to spend more yeah. time looking at? Spend more time looking at the good figs to see what the opportunities are. Oh, you know, Jesus did this, actually. I was looking, in fact, I was reading about this just yesterday morning in my devotional time. The teachers and religious leaders, they come to Jesus and they say, hey, give us a sign. Basically, prove yourself. And in Matthew 16, verse 4, he tells them, I'm not going to give you a sign, you bunch of hypocrites. I'm not giving you anything. And the scripture says that he left them and he went away. It was so emphatic. Not only did he leave them, but he actually went away. In other words, he had nothing to do with the bad fix. And no matter where we find ourselves in life, you know, whatever we're doing, whether we're a business leader, an entrepreneur, it doesn't matter whether you're a full-time dad or mom, a university student or somebody at school, or whether you're starting out in your first job, you've got to learn to see the good figs. Because creative leadership can only happen when we see the good figs. Hey, we've got to decide to live glass half full. Don't get caught. Listen, please listen to me today. Don't get caught staring at the bad figs. I'm so grateful that our Thrive board saw this last yeah. year. They've just been incredible, haven't they? They, they really, really have. have. Incredible. The beginning of 2020, an online campus was not really in the budget at all. <laughs> <laughs> and yet today, as we stand now, we've spent over 650,000 Rand investing in all of the technology that we've needed for Thrive Online. Our board, to their credit, saw that we needed to pivot. They saw that technology would be a good fig, and they went with it. On that note, I just want to take a moment and say thank you, church, mm. for your generous investment and your generous sowing. It's enabled Thrive Online yeah. to do all that it has done. Hey, and we've got so much more to do in online and so many other areas that we, we want to develop. So please continue to sow and invest even over and above your tithes. Continue to sow and invest. I believe this will be a season when we look back. And we say Thrive Church rose to the challenge. Absolutely. Thrive rose to the call to greatness. Mm. This was Thrive's finest hour to date. You know, talking about pivoting and creative leadership, the other day I went to a, a shopping center and I noticed that one of the restaurants had closed down, which is super, super sad in this season. But I noticed that the restaurant next door had started selling their food outside. They were a Portuguese restaurant. They put mm. this massive braai outside. They were selling prego rolls. The smell was irresistible. Uh, the sound of the sizzling mm. beef was mm. like life-changing. They were selling sizzle. They were selling sizzle, yeah. exactly. And I, I just thought about that in that moment. They, their creative leadership inspired them to take their restaurant outside. 
And that's what we mm. did with church, really. We took Thrive outside the building. Mm. And one of the things about going digital is that we are taking the church outside of the building. And involved in that was the decision to pastor people digitally mm. every day. Mm. And so we developed a plan to send out a three-minute voice note to our church each and every day throughout the COVID period. And this year in 2021, we moved it to three times a week, three minutes, three days. And we've called it our Thrive in Three. Mm. One of the things that we realized from the feedback was that people really felt like we were in this mm. together. Yeah. That there was empathy in our community. That while we couldn't understand each and every person's personal situation, we could still share our hearts mm. and our thoughts and even our voices via voice notes. Yeah. That we could love people and show empathy and pastor people in this way. And people have started to and continue to spread these messages far and wide with their groups and with their own communities, with their families. Many, many people all over the world mm. have never been to church and are being pastored and cared so through good. these voice notes. So Technology is a good fig mm. in the sense. Creative le leadership says, let's focus on it yep. and figure out how we can leverage it and put it to good use. Very, very good. Yeah, speaking of good figs, like you've been talking about, our staff have just been amazing figs, haven't they? Right. Some of them are behind the camera right now. Just <laughs> incredible. They have risen to the challenge. It's not been easy trying to stay connected in these times with the church. Some people, you know, in our congregation, they're just going to their shelves. In fact, every church, people just go into their shelves. Others become lazy. Other people just have got so incredibly busy. Their jobs really just got crazy. Whatever the reason, it's been challenging. And the Thrive staff have been yeah. magnificent. Outstanding. They sacrifice so much to be in ministry, and we are constantly inspired by our team, aren't we? Yeah, we really are. And so, on this first anniversary of Thrive Online, our birthday, we are just blown away by all that God has yeah, done. Absolutely. So, next week, the 28th, we're back to Come our campus for our physical services. So good. We're so, so excited and expectant to return to our physical services next week, the 28th of March. So prepare your hearts this week. It's time for you and I, for each of us to be the church together, to gather together in yep. person again, back where we belong again. Yeah. All the COVID protocols are going to be in place. Our service times will be 8 in Boxburg, 9 in Edenvale, 10 in Boxburg, 11 in Edenvale. <laughs> We're so, so excited. Arrive early as we have 100 capacity. Uh, the first 100 will be in our main auditorium, but we have incredible, spacious overflow venues available as well. Prepare your family and your kids if you have kids. Wake up with a spring in your step. Arrive a bit early. Have your temperature taken. Check your kids into Kids Zone, and we will have overflow venues available so that those who arrive earliest will be in the main auditorium. So good. Both campuses, Edenvale, Boxburg, the deck is open, the cafe is open, Kids mm. Church is open, and the worship team is pumped yeah. and prayed up really and are. to lead us right into the presence of God. And of course, as you know, our preaching is going to be fire. I promise you, you'll be so glad yeah. to be back where you belong. Sure. Cannot wait. 
absolutely cannot wait. You know, just listening to you talk uh, and having a conversation that I did the other day with somebody, it reminded me of the time I had a vitamin B jab. Uh, somebody suggested, in fact, I think you suggested, go for a vitamin B jab. I was feeling a bit flat. So I went, I had the jab, and about a day later, the thing kicked in. And then I suddenly realized just how much that vitamin B was needed, how much it had affected me. Some of us, we need the vitamin B jab of church. We just don't actually realize how badly we need it. But I promise you, a day after being in church again on the 28th, you're going to go, my soul has come alive once again. When God wanted to show his love to our planet, he put flesh on it. There's something about being together in the flesh. Church cannot wait to see you there. Thrive Online will continue to stream. It's going to continue to stream at 8 o'clock and then again at 10 o'clock and then at 5 p.m. So church, as we bring this conversation to an end, we are celebrating Thrive Online's first really birthday. It's a good fig. And God has blessed us with the ability to be able to leverage this good thing. But at the same time, we have reflected on our souls. And God has been doing so much within our souls in this year. And we're celebrating the fact that God is always working. He's working in the good seasons. He's working in the difficult seasons. He's been working on our souls. And to be honest, through this year, we feel like we look more like Jesus after this year. And I'm trusting you are as well. The other good thing that we are celebrating is the fact that we get to go back to in-person services this coming week. And we trust that you're going to share this experience with us, that you will be in the building worshipping the King of Kings alongside us because it is so good for our souls. Church, let's take a moment just to pray together and it'll be such a privilege for me to pray a blessing over you and particularly for your soul, where you find yourself at the moment. So shall we pray? Father, we want to thank you so much for this time that we have together. Thank you for the good figure of technology. Thank you for Thrive Online. Thank you for this year where you've kept us. And thank you for the work that you've done in our lives, each one of us. The work that you've done in our lives. And today we pray a special blessing over each and every person and family represented who's watching today. We pray that your abiding presence would be real and tangible to them. We pray that your Holy Spirit would begin and continue to work in our souls. That you would begin to shine lights on those areas that just need our attention, need us to think and reflect. That you would begin to heal those areas where there's been hurt, where there's been pain, and that you would begin to inspire us with faith, that you would begin to give us new levels of faith, that you would show us a vision of a preferred future, each one of us, for our families, for our lives, and for our church. And as we reemerge, as we head back to where we belong, into the building, that your hand of blessing, favor, and protection that your anointing would be upon our church. May our church continue to take ground for your kingdom. In Jesus' name. 
everybody said. Amen. Amen. We hope you have been blessed and helped by this message. For more information about our church, visit our website at www.thrivechurch.co.za.